start off with, if you'd like to turn your Bibles to Joshua, the 24th, the 23rd chapter, really. In Joshua, chapter 23, starting at verse 14 through 16, Joshua relates, he says, Now behold, today I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and all your souls that not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. And it shall come about just as all the good words which the Lord your God spoke to you have come upon you, so the Lord will bring upon you all the threats until he has destroyed you from all this good land which the Lord your God has given you. When you transgress the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and will go and serve other gods and bow down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you, and you will perish quickly from off of the good land which he has given you. Uh, Joshua is giving them a very, very uh, good point here, and that is, is that God has told you he was going to do all these wonderful things for you. And every single one of them has taken place. Now, if you disobey him and you go away from him, all the things that are bad that he said is going to happen, they're going to happen too. So, listen up. And then in, verse, in chapter 24, from verses 2 through 13, Joshua addresses the children of Israel uh, And he's speaking, but he's speaking as if he is God. Uh, God spoke, and I'm not really sure that what, I'm kind of a little lost for the proper word, because he uses the first person in some of the verses, then I sent hornets. Well, Joshua didn't send any hornets uh, in verse 12, and that was God. But he's speaking uh, of what God has done and using that first person there. And it, t it can be a little confusing, but he's basically telling the children of Israel, look, I want to remind you all the things that have been done for you by God, all the things that God has said he would do and all the things that he has done. These are the things that's gone. Then in verse 14 through 28, Joshua uh, conveys uh, his own admonishment and challenge and commitment to the children of Israel. In verse 14, we read, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in all sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your father served beyond the river, which is the Euphrates, and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Um, he tells them, You need to put away the gods that, that your father served beyond the the Jordan, uh, and also the Euphrates, which would probably refer back to the time when Abraham and his family resided in Ur of the Chaldeans, which would be on the other side of the Euphrates River. Uh, and he says, do this, uh, fear the Lord, and serve him in all sincerity and truth, that is, in all honesty and without deceit. In other words, Say what you mean and mean what you say. Point blank. In verse 15, he says, And if it's disagreeable to you uh, in your sight to serve the Lord, 
Choose for who yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which you your fathers served and were which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land that you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In verse 15, he says, if you don't want to serve God, then go serve all these other gods. Go ahead, do it. Just do it. But he says, as far as my house is concerned, before, as far as what I have an influence on, we're going to serve God. That's point blank. That's what we're going to do. You have to make a decision. In verses 16 through 18, the people respond to him and say, The people answered and said, Far for be it that we would, uh, should forsake the Lord in serving other gods. For the Lord our God, he is who brought us out, us and our fathers, up out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, and who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us through all of the way in which we went among all the peoples through whom we, whose midst we uh, passed. The Lord drove out from before us all the peoples, even the Amorites who lived in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. So they're saying, yeah, we've seen all the things that God's do, done for us and his mighty power. We're going to serve the Lord. Yeah, that's our decision. Verse 19, Joshua admonishes him, starting verse 19 through 20, he said, uh, Then Joshua said to the people, You will not be able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God, and he is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm, consume you after he has uh, done good to you. So he's, he's challenged them, you know, you can't do that. You're not going to serve to God. You know, if you do not serve to God, this is going to happen. And the people said, oh, no, but we will serve the Lord. And then Joshua really hits it to him. And he says, verse 2, your witnesses against yourself, that you have chosen yourselves for yourselves the Lord to serve him. And they are witnesses. We are no witnesses. Then he says, all right. If you're going to serve God, then get rid of all of the gods that are in your household. You're saying you serve the Lord. This is who we want to choose, but you've got all these foreign gods with you. Yeah. It's just like, okay, you can't have both. He says, you're witnesses against yourself. You have chosen for yourself the Lord to serve him. And the weird was, now therefore give away the foreign gods in your midst and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. That's his challenge to them. Put away these gods that you claim you're not serving, these gods that you claim you would not serve, and why are they there? These passages are a recurring theme of the children of Israel, their up-and-down relationship with God. Those to whom Joshua speak were... Uh, those had wandered for the 40 years in the desert. And these were not any of the people that came out 20 years or older that came out of Egypt. All of those had fallen in the desert because they had not uh, trusted in God and doubted that they could take the promised land when they went into it, when the spies went into it. It's recorded in Numbers. Only Joshua 
and Caleb, who were over age 20, who came out of Egypt, entered into the promised land because they were wholly committed to God. And so he's challenging them uh, that they need to have an unwavering faith. Whom do you serve? Do you serve God? How much time do you spend in worship with brethren? Do you show up every once in a while? Maybe on one day of the week? How much Bible study do you have? Do you have the Bible study when you come to a Bible study here and then your Bible remains idle and unopened for the rest of the week? Uh, do you use Bible study alone? Do you look at the scriptures and try to understand them? Do you get in Bible studies with other Christians or maybe in groups where there are other people that are not Christians that you can talk to? How much time do you spend in prayer each week, or each day? Or are you worldly-minded? How much time do you spend working beyond the work hours that we have, the 40 hours, normal work hours, uh, how much time do you spend watching TV or movies or, com or doing computer games or golfing or whatever activity is? Compare how much time you spend doing that to how much time you spend with God. might give you an inclination of who do you serve. Number two, do you dress, act, speak, and, and in every uh, choice make it clear to others that you are a Christian, they can tell that you're a Christian by what you say and what you do and your choices, or you just blend in with the crowd, you dress like everyone else, you talk like everyone else, you have the same habits, you go out the same places because it's cool. It's a choice. In the song that we sometimes sing, number 480, and which is based off of this passages in Joshua, number 480. The first line that the writer puts is, says, we are bound for Canaan's land, tenting on the way, who shall lead us on that road? Choose your king today. We're bound for uh, the promised land, and we're tenting, uh, living in temporary houses. Now, you could look at that several ways. See, the temporary houses are homes we have. I've lived in five different cities and 13 different homes. Okay. But the other way to look at it, and really the way I think is intended, is, is that this is a temporary, this is a tent. Our bodies are that tent. It's only temporary. Canaan land is another word for the promised land. And you have to follow the king. Now the idea of the passage is, is who he's going to serve, God. If you follow him, then Canaan, the promised land, which is what uh, where the children of Israel were going, this, this land of milk and honey, heaven is another name for it, if you want for us, then you're going to follow Jesus. But if you're serving Satan, 
There is a promised land for you. It's called hell. There is a place for all of us. It's either going to be with God or it's going to be with Satan. We have to make that choice. You know, that's what Joshua's challenge was. You have to make a choice. You can't not ride in the middle and kind of get along with this group one time and that group another time. You have to make a choice uh, who you serve. In verse 2, he says, When the dark red sea of doubt billed in our way, then he parted every way, so he will today. This passage is referring to the circumstances in Exodus um, in the 14th chapter, starting verse 10 and following. And is the, the uh, and I can understand somewhat the, the fear that the children of Israel have. Behind them is probably one of the greatest armies on earth, the, the Egyptian army. And they're hot on their heels. And in front of them is the Red Sea. And they're frightened, very frightened. And Moses says, hey, look, you know, God says, take them across the ocean, take them across the sea, go. And Moses says, look, the Lord's going to take care of us. And the Lord did do his part. God parted the Red Sea, but that was not what was needed. That was only part of it. The children of Israel still had to walk across the sea to get that protection. If they had stayed on the other side with part of sea, it would have done them no good and they would have been killed by the, the Egyptians. But God gave them the solution, gave them the way out, and they had to follow it. They had to make that choice, and they made that choice, and they walked across the dry land to the other side, and then God put the sea back and destroyed there are a couple of passages in the New Testament that carry the idea of that when we're pressed with things that are wanting, where we may not want to do things that we want to do, that God gives us a way. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, excuse me, chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. In verse Corinthians 10, 13, Paul writes, No temptation has overcome you, but such is common to man. And God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But he, but with the temptation will provide the way to escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Again, in Second Peter, uh, some passages that were alluded to uh, Earlier, Second Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter two, verses two. Second uh, Peter chapter two, verse six and eight says, and he's referring to God. If he condemned the cities of. Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction by reducing the ashes, having made them an example to those who would live ungodly lives thereafter. And if he rescued Lot, righteous Lot, 
oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men. For by what he saw and heard, that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by these lawless things. And isn't that what we are tempted, we deal with? All these horrible things that are all around us, everything seems to be against what we believe, what God teaches. Then God knows, verse 9, how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. God is going to provide a way for us. Whatever our situation may be, God will give us a way out. He will give us a choice. The third verse states that just before us, Jordan rolls just across the way. We can safely trust the Lord. He shall lead today. The children of Israel went through all of these journeys and wandered for over some somewhat a few years, over 40 years, before they came to the Jordan River. There was a last barrier that had to be crossed before they got into the promised land. The children still had to cross it to get to the promised land. They weren't there when they were at the Jordan. Whatever our Jordan is, whether it's an issue in the home or work, or family, or some sin, or even death. We need to trust in Jesus to lead us and to follow him, and him only, to the promised land. Just as there was a way provided for the children of Israel to cross the Jordan into the promised land, God will provide us a way in which to deal with our temptations. And he's provided us a way to go to our promised land and that is heaven if that's where you want to be there to stand like Joshua as his household chose to serve the Lord each one of us needs to change our lives each one needs to choose and we need to decide to serve the Lord if you've only served the Lord a little here, a little there and you want to make a change in that, this is a great time to do that because none of us can guarantee that we have another breath. None of us can guarantee that we're going to get any further than the back door there. None of us guarantee that we will wake up tomorrow morning. If we need to change by repenting of something that we've done wrong, some way to where we've fallen short to the glory of God, then we need to make that change. If we've never made the commitment, this is a good time as any to make that commitment. God is not reluctant to forgive. He was so willing to forgive you that he sent his only begotten son to die and pay the debt for your sins and my sins. He certainly is going to be open to true repentance on your part. If you're subject to the invitation in any way, we encourage you to come forward if we now stand and sing. <laughs>